Good morning, everyone. It's been a very interesting morning already. It's, it's full of confusion. Good morning. But the Lord reigns, so it's okay. And so just if you feel like confusion's coming on, David, just say no. All right? No. So uh, lots of things to start off to talk about um, before we get to the lesson, but I don't want to go on too much about it. Um, number one, have you all been keeping up with our seven Sabbath feasts? I know you have. Remember we got this sheet, we're supposed to be every Saturday or Sunday, your option. You are to be praying upon one of these, of the seven spirits, and Vicki says it so nicely, each weekend choose either Saturday or Sunday to go before the Lord in regards to the seven ways of God and offer a fast that creatively corresponds to the specific spirit for that weekend. And then I like the next part as well. Ask the Father what new things he wants us to do, what he wants to do in you regarding the specific spiritual focus to prepare and position you for, for the gathering. For the gathering in Dallas. But I have to tell you, all of this is so applicable to everything that's going on today. It's, it's great. I want, to get us, I want to get in the right position but I have, I have in the last, this last weekend was the Spirit of Wisdom and Revelation. I have noticed I am not always ready for the new thing he wants to show me. And I think that's one of my, my biggest holdups right now is I'm not, I'm not looking for the new thing. And it's right there. So when you look for it, it's right there. New application of the Spirit, of one of the Spirits of God, in this case, it's Wisdom and Revelation, or, I mean, i just just saying, it's there, don't stop. Okay, that's one. So keep up with it. So next week, it's Prophecy, Life, and Supply. Now, this is the other thing we did this, to, be, to start all this stuff off. We were talking about praying in the gates. And Pastor Ron has continued talking about the gates and then the doors. I don't know if we'll talk about windows next, but the gates and the doors. And... <clears throat> You know, his explanation of gates being overall security, he's used, not being political, but used our borders of our country as the concept of gates. And then, he does not know what you're doing. And then, um, the concept of doors, and the doors being um, that, that place, that opening where we step into authority and we make things happen. It's your door. The gates are our gates. The door is your door. And then the windows is the last one. So, <clears throat> which is more of a more personal kind of communication. So, I don't know if we'll teach on that. He didn't, he didn't this last time for Wednesday Night Live. But anyways, very good information. And the, the best part is the stuff down below where we're, our responsibilities. So, if you don't have this still... This is a good reference point to hold on to right now because this is also very applicable to what's going on today. And just in case you don't remember, we do have gates in our sanctuary. We have this chart. It's behind Robin's head right now, but it's on the back, and you can see the different places. And when we were praying in the gates, I grabbed this and said, where do you want me to go, or do you want me to go to all the gates? Which I did kind of roam all the gates, but he gave me a specific place to go, and, and that's, that's you just got to do what God tells you to do. All right. Good? Good. Okay. I'm sorry? I think so. Except I don't want you to buy it. I want you to do it. <laughs> buy into it, right. So um, we have the continued aggravation of that five-letter word that starts with a C and ends with a D. And did you follow me all right? COVID. It's a five-letter word. Don't like it. Anyway, so it's like four-letter words we don't say here. I won't go into those. What? Most of us. Just, it just slipped out. I Gosh, I so understand that lately, too. That's something else. Anyway, so when we, you know, this was, what, a year ago? 
that this all started, March of last year actually, is when things began to pick up and cause lots of whatever. And so, and I was talking to Robin on our way here, there's just so much stuff going on in the world and it's just, it's aggravating. So God doesn't want me to be aggravated, so I got to try to find a different route to handle these things. When I figure it out, I will let you know, David. I will. He and I are, we're, yeah, we're together on that. Um, you know, so things on a, on a personal nature, my family, as usual, got my, my dad. I'm, I've arranged to talk to my dad two times a week. We do a little FaceTime thing. The first one went pretty good, but my dad was a little lethargic. The second one didn't go well at all. The, the nurse did not even put my dad on the camera because he was that out of it, and I could hear him in the background, and she was trying to encourage him to, can I, can I put you on camera? And dad's like, it's not good. So a hard part here, because of COVID, because one of the workers tested positive, um, nobody can go in. I can't make sense of this, and that's the other part that's aggravating. Nobody can go in and visit, so my mom can't visit my dad. Well, even if my dad gets aggravated with my mom and my mom gets aggravated with my dad, they're like each other's anchor after however many years they've been married, 60-something. And so it, it affects my dad the most when this happens and they're separated. She talks to him almost every day on the phone. She calls, she chats. What are you doing? What'd you have for lunch? That kind of thing, just try to keep him engaged. But he he really does not like seeing her, does not, he really does not like not being able to see her. That didn't come out right. And so it just it just causes it just causes lots of problems. So didn't like that. Did my best, but I hung up the phone. I was like, don't cry. It's okay. So next is my my sister. She had a 911 call for me yesterday. She calls, she's in tears, because uh, that's the first thing I hear when Jack, <laughs> I can't turn it off. I'm like, what? what are you talking about? Well, my sister broke a pipe in, into the toilet section, and so it was just pouring water forth. So all this water is just coming out because it's to the toilet, and she knows no valve to turn it off because that's the part that broke. And so she flooded her bathroom and part of her bedroom. And the air conditioning unit down below, I don't, I don't know what's all. Anyways, so I had to go over there, spend a couple hours doing that. Just what is going on? You can, I called Vicki and expressed my frustration. What is going on? So, okay, right? All this is going on. And then I have the work stuff. And the work stuff is going really good with a couple of my contracts, but I know you guys know that I work on a contract with the embassy in Afghanistan. And so over the last five days, I've been working with the guy that I've been working with for four or five years, I think about five years now, and trying to figure out what's going on with them, and they're supposed to be evacuating, and da 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 And then I, I just heard on their way down here that they are going to close the embassy. So when they leave, which sounds like most of them have left, the embassy is going to be closed, that contract's over, and my friend... Alvin, I call him my friend because we do talk a lot. Um, he's from the Philippines. He's not a U.S. citizen. I have no idea if I'll ever get to talk to him again because most of those people are hired strictly just to be logistics into, um, you know, an embassy. So I don't know. I don't even know if he's okay. I've tried to send him a message, but his phone that he uses to talk to me is a company phone. So I, I just don't know what's going on. And so all that's on my brain. And the Lord said, I want you to teach on the armor. I'm like, oh, okay, Lord. So just like if you're not, and you maybe you should, talk to Vicky if you need some information about this. We need to build up our immunity. We need to build up our system so that COVID can't attack us. Generally speaking, most of us do this anyway. We take vitamin C. I don't know if most of you do, but there's certain supplements that we take every morning. Vicky has found out some stuff that she's found that is specifically directed at keeping our immune system shielded. Is that the best way of saying it? Or, yeah, keeping ourselves shielded. So, you know, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, magnesium. There's all these different things. 
Yeah. So, the Lord was talking to me about how we need to build up our armor in the same fashion. We, we, we have armor, and, and some people say we have to put it on every day. I'm just saying we just don't need to take it off ever. <laughs> but, you know, we, we need to strengthen our armor. And so we're going to look at a couple of scriptures, and I mean a couple, okay, I mean three actually, of scriptures that are related to the armor that God would like us to keep on, to have on, and to use at all times. So <clears throat> that's my intro. So <laughs> these are different notes. Oh, right. So I didn't put these words on here, but the two words that we're going to look at, they one of them roots back to the main one. So the main one is the word uh, haplon. That's the name of. That's the word that they use to translate for armor, but they also use it to translate for weapons. So it has like a dual thing there. Um, and I'll I'll tell you which one's which when we get there. And then the other word which I <clears throat> really found interesting was the word panoplia. No panoplia. Sorry. And this is roots back to Hoplon, but I really liked it because it's talking about the full armor, complete armor is, is the definition of it. And then it lists what a complete armor is <clears throat> according to the concordance. Shield, sword, lance, helmet, greaves, and breastplate. Who knows what a greave is? Shin guard. We wear greaves when we play soccer. Um, it's a piece of armor used to protect the shin. And I think about that. It's like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? <laughs> well, have you ever gotten hit in the shin? I'll, I'll just stop there. So, yeah, it really does ouch, but it does. It affects your, your ability to stand. <clears throat> so, looking at these two words, these are the words that we're gonna, I'm going to be using for for the, the three scriptures I have, there are not very many entries for all of them, actually, in the New Testament. And so, um, the, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the armor of light, the armor of righteousness, and the armor of God. And really, all three of them are one and the same. So, but still, we're going to look at the references of, of this, of the armor, and work our way from there. So the first scripture we have is in Romans uh, 13, 11 and 12, and it says, and that, blah, man, and that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of the darkness and let us put on the armor of light. And that's a really cool scripture because, you know, we're going to cast off darkness and put on the armor of light. Wow, it's a lot more to it than just that, obviously. When you look at this scripture, one of the things that caught my attention when I first read it was, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Wait, this is in Romans, so... Jesus already came, and so salvation's already present. What, what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about the continued freedom that the Lord continues to provide for us. We're talking about the continued peace that comes when we do the battle. We're talking about salvation that is not a one-time event, in the, in not in the definition of man, but and that's not a one-time event in the definition of God. It is something that he offers all of us <clears throat> continually. It promotes, it's a promotion, it's a, it's a grace gift that, that occurs. And it continues to move us forward so that we will, obviously, we will, we will be with him. So the salvation, you know, I look at that and I think, well, it did already happen. I, I used to think that way. But there's so much in scripture, I realize it's not just a one-time event. It just isn't. So looking at the whole, the whole scripture going through, this is, um, um, what do I want to say? This is a timing event. I'll say it that way. 
there's, there's obviously a perfect timing of the Lord. And you're going to see in the next scripture that we look at, um, there's also a timing event that occurs, wrapped in grace. So what the Father is telling us, and when I read this scripture, I took it personally. I read it and I said, now is the time to awake out of sleep. And if you, you know, we, the last Wednesday Night Live with Pastor Ron, he gave us an assignment. And part of that assignment was to reach out to the Lord and say, where am I, I'm going to say, asleep. But where am I not doing the things that God has asked me to do or has called me to do? And if you look at the word sleep, it means a spiritual torpor. Now, again, I am not a word person. That's actually a word in the English language. I thought it was a, a, a fudge in the spelling of stupor, a spiritual stupor. But no, it's the word torpor. And there's actually an animal that's a torpor. Oh, no, no. Animals are, can, can torpor. Like bears. They go in. Yep, that's torpor. Are you laughing at me? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Talk to me. Okay. All right. So when, when, you're, when you're in a, a spiritual torpor, it means that you are spiritually inactive or lethargic, and, and I, I many things can bring that on. I mean, with bears, it's, it's nature. It's the time. It's time for him to go sleep. That's why this is a timing event. What the enemy wants to do is to lull us into a spiritual torpor, into a, a spiritual time of lethargic or, you know, inactivity. You're still laughing at me. Go. <laughs> well, this hibernation is a... Uh... It's a uh, slowing down of all functions to where um, the apparent life is, is not evident. I mean, it, for all practical purposes, with that, except for the very slow breathing, there's no sign of life. So this is a significant uh, uh, slowing down of our responses to God mm -hmm. so that we miss the windows of opportunity. We miss the directives. We, we, we don't move when he says, let's move. Yeah. Right. No partnering. No partnering, no input. It, it reminds me, too, I'm, I'm really grateful that I've been asked to uh, teach this revelatory prayer topic to this, the French-speaking saints because it's, it's made me go back and go over it again myself and to realize that our declarative capacity is one of the greatest weapons that we have. And that's a heightened weapon in these days, in the end days. And if we can do all the praying that we want, but if we are not listening to what God is showing or watching for what he's revealing and then putting that, discussing with that with God to where he, he shines a specific point on that to where we, we see something we need to declare, if we're not doing that, we're kind of in a in a spiritual hibernation of sorts because we're not paying attention. We're just we're. It, I'm not saying we're going through the motions. I'm not saying we don't love the Lord, but I'm saying there's an aspect of our our strength that is not being utilized, and it's it's the part that needs to be utilized right now. Right, and it's and it's unique among each one of us. Our declarative voice is different because of we're, we're different inside, and God made us that way so that. You know, Vicki may make a declaration from the aspect of an apostle, and then Larry does it from the aspect of pastor. That has two different angles and two different flavors to it that address everything in the spirit realm. And you'll see when we, we go through this that we're, we're obviously together in this, but you're responsible for your armor. It, you are the one that puts that armor on and applies the things that go with each piece of armor, and that's, again, unique to you. And it's just like when, when uh, Saul tried to give David armor to battle Goliath, you know? And, and it's like, oh, that's such a good story. Yeah, you know what? It really is a good story. David had to be David. He couldn't be David in Saul's clothes or in Saul's armor. So your armor is unique to you. And, and how God strengthens that is unique to you, how you allow him to strengthen that. 
because some people might, might have the most awesome shield of faith they can barely carry, and I'm going to knock down all the fire. Right, but where's your, you know, your helmet of salvation? What if I bonk you on the head? I mean, those kinds of things. And don't think the enemy doesn't know your weaknesses. He does. Don't think he doesn't know those places that you might be asleep. Well, he doesn't know everything. But he can see those, those chinks, so to speak, in your armor. And we're, we're, we're going to address those just like we've been doing and like Pastor Ron encouraged us to do. And, you know, I know it's over the next couple days, but I'm like still praying, Lord, help me. Where am I? And, I, you know, you just got to keep, keep on keeping on. And so, okay. And so um, knowing the time, and time is kairos in here, um, there's high time. Kairos, to awake out of our sleep, for now is our salvation, nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. And I think we would all agree with that if you look at what the word night means. And it's the time when work ceases. And we don't, you know, I know we have to go to sleep, but our work is, is never ending, and it's 24-7. And in so many ways, you can ask the Lord to use your spirit while you sleep to continue the work of the Lord. You just you can do that. The other definition of night is the time of death or the time for deeds of sin and shame. So night is not necessarily a nice time, whether in the natural or in the spirit, but so much I'm keep going. So so in the night is far spent. That most certainly once for me I would like it just be over. Um the day is at hand. You can see the light and dark through the whole scripture. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. So the word darkness is the word skotos. And I know we've talked about this before, so I don't want to go over every single thing here, but darkness has a, a, a large definition, but part of what it means to be in the darkness is to be um, in ignorance respecting the kingdom of God, the kingdom principles, being the, the duty of a son. So um, with that, being ignorant of the ways of God comes this accompanying like ungodliness and immorality that occurs. And if you used to be a person that partied, you usually partied at night because that's when you went to the bars and they were open. And yeah, you know, there was a lot of ungodliness and immorality that occurred. If you were a person that did that, that would be me um, because I haven't always been saved. But that, that just seems like, you know, we say it, sometimes we say it this way, oh, the stupid people come out at night and just, they're such, they just make total fools of themselves. I mean, you can find videos of people being fools, but most of the time it's in the night. <laughs> when you find them, and they're just being ridiculous. Nevertheless, the enemy wants all of us, including us, he wants the saints to participate in the darkness. He wants us to be a part of the work of darkness because when we're there, we're not wearing the armor of light. We're not wearing the truth of the Lord and shining it to all men. We're, and, and even ourselves, we're not, we're not in the place we're supposed to be. We're not clothed correctly. I say close clerk, you know what I'm saying. So um, works is that, we've talked about that before, that's ergon, that doing that business of, you know, taking care, you're employed to do this. We will cast that off. Now the word cast is the word apotetheme, and it means to put off or aside or away, but you can see that tetheme is very much in that scripture, in that word. And that's what, what is being invested. What are you investing in? Well, we're not going to invest in this. So we're divesting ourselves from the works of darkness. And I know right now for all of us, that's like a no-duh. But I also know that the, the enemy is subtle. And with the, all the things that are going on in the world, and as Vicki said, our declarative nature must declare what the armor of light is projecting and not what the works of darkness are projecting. Well, because it goes beyond just what's going on around you. 
you're it's trying to draw you in in the way like let's let's just go with a, a work example you know this um, and just talking in the natural right now the this terrible mandate stuff going around that's threatening people's jobs mm-hmm. you either will do what we say and you have no choice about it or you'll lose your job it's kind of hard to just get away you can't just divorce yourself from that you have to deal with that but in the dealing with it you have to keep your prophetic capacity sharp and you have to be looking in the spiritual at what really is going on here and what you need to release so that the battle doesn't become all about a natural battle Right. And I dare say sometimes I get on, in my own way with that. Because you look at the, the, what's happening is in the natural, and we're, we're surrounded by the natural. We're just spirit people in the natural. But if you don't keep that spirit side of you engaged, if your spirit man is being pushed down instead of your, your natural man being pushed down, then you, sometimes your perspective gets in a lot of trouble. And you want to be spiritual. Sometimes we really want, I really want to be spiritual. Really help. And it's like, mm, okay, take a step back. All right, now what, Lord? I, I want to be in the right direction. I don't want me to get in the way of what I think I'm hearing from the Lord. I don't, I don't know if any of you other people have that problem. but That's the real basis of, of being in the world and not of it. Right. It's not about, oh, I'll just live in this world and I won't go to bars. I mean, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's it. I mean, really, that's no. what I was taught. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's got nothing to do with it, really. It's it's all about where you where you're living, and your perspective. If you're seeing yourself as a citizen of heaven, or really as a citizen of earth. And so, correct. I mean, I agree. And so, the word armor in this scripture, the armor of light, is the is the first word that I told you the hoplon, and I'm not sure I'm saying it right. But anyhow, and that word. Definition says any tool or implement for preparing a thing. So it could be part of building, if I'm reading this correctly and understanding it. Um, It goes on to talk about stuff that's used in warfare, weapons. So you, your armor of light, is a weapon that the Lord is using in this warfare that's going on on the earth. And, and we understand what the light is. We know that's the truth and the knowledge that goes with the truth, that understanding. So um, in, in this scripture, our armor, this armor needs to be strengthened. So that's why we know God continues to give us the equipment. He continues to equip us with everything that we need to defeat the enemy right now. Now, I don't know about you all, but my other difficult time is I, I want to see more results sooner. <laughs> Do I sound like an apostle? I am not patient. I want this over now. But there's a reason that all of this is happening. That's why it's the whole timing of the Lord. Okay, what's you need to be awake. Okay, now, now is the time. Okay, now is the time. The Kairos moments, God will show you that. So I'm, I'm declaring over all of this house and over all of the saints' network the timing, the understanding of the timing of God so that we don't miss those Kairos moments and then we take a hold of them and, and run with it. And I know I'm not the only one that experiences these moments of this is such an exciting time to be alive to, oh my gosh, this what is going to, oh, this is a great time to be in the Lord. Yeah, I'm glad I'm a son. Oh gosh, oh my. I don't know if you guys experience that kind of stuff, but I definitely have been experiencing that kind of stuff. So the armor of light, that is a weapon that the Lord is using in this battle that's going on around us right now. So strengthen your armor of light. That means, as Vicky got prodded to do some more studying, that means commune more. Spend more time in his word and, and reading it in depth. You do that. Don't wait to come here to hear anybody else do it. You do it. Okay. Oh, it's page two. I can't read my own handwriting. Okay, so the next scripture, wow. I don't even know if I'll get through all this scripture. But anyhow, this next scripture is, is pretty huge. So it's Second Corinthians 6. Let me get my sheet out to read it. 
1 through 10. In the beginning, it's a little interesting. But anyhow, here we go. We then, as workers together, okay, everybody, we're together. Whether you like it or not, we're together. With him, beseech you also that you receive not, that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he says, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Don't we just read that? Okay, I'll keep going. Giving no offense in anything. Wow. What did I just say? Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. But in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God in, oh my gosh, this is a long list. Are you ready? And why does patience have to be the first one? Okay. In much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings. And they could have just kept using in, as they, but they changed it to by. It's the same exact word. The by and the in are the same exact word. By pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor. Now we're going to get some contrasting here. By evil and good, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chast, chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. I don't know, can you guys see the contrast between how the world sees the sons of God and how God sees the sons of God? When you start in verse 9, no, verse 8, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report. This is, the world sees this as the first part. By dying and behold, we live. To people around us that see us, the world, even the enemy, I think he sees us this way as well. You're, you're dead. You're done. We're done with you. Not, not by a long shot. And so, like I said, the scripture has a lot in it. <laughs> I, I, I have to tell you, I don't think I've ever really looked at this, but let's talk, let's talk about the armor of righteousness first, just so we understand the armor of righteousness is obviously made for us to do the will of God. If you have the armor of righteousness on, you are going to do the will of God. So that's something to remember as well. So do I ever want to take that armor off? No, I, I really don't. <laughs> and what's also cool about the scripture is it, it's relationship in our positioning when you have the armor of righteousness on. When you have that armor on, you're going to be positioned where? At both the right and the left. You're going to hear the promise and the fulfillment. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to have like a picture from A to B. That's, that's, I mean, to me, that's great. This scripture clearly says that you're going to have this positioning of being on the right hand and on the left. So you will be in both places. Now, I don't mean to say that you're going to, the first, the right, promise, and you're going to see it fulfilled. I mean that you're going to be a part of the promise that's given at the right hand of the Father, and you will also be a part of the fulfillment of promises that he's given at the right hand. Does that make sense? I don't want you to think that you're going to see everything all the way through. You may. Does that, am I losing anybody? I'll keep going. Vicky's face looks good, so I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> so, we are, we're together in this. So, because so, we are as workers together. That's the, that's the, we're soon ergio. Oh, I can't say it. Yeah, well, that's how, what it says. Which means that we're working together. Soon means together. It means a, a, a unity. And then ergeo is the, or is energy. That's the word for doing the business of God. So we're together in this. And I'm grateful for this group of people in this house because we're together in this. 
You're still responsible for your armor, but we are together in this. And, I mean, it goes on to talk about words that we've talked about before, like beseech is the word parakaleo. That means to come alongside. So there is a definitely a unity that, that's being addressed here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Um, we do not want to receive the grace of God in vain. Lots of grace is being poured out right now for the saints. And I believe because of that, it will follow on to all the earth. I know we have a storm out there called grace, which I thought was very humorous. And I don't know where that darn thing's going to go. But you know what? <laughs> Lord is pouring out grace upon his saints. He, he, he desires for us to succeed. He does not desire for us to be devoid of truth. He does not desire for us to, us to be empty. And it doesn't matter, I'm going to say this to you guys because I'd say it to myself, it doesn't matter how you feel. It really doesn't matter how you feel. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just so sorry. It doesn't matter. What, what, truth, y'all, it matters what God is speaking to each one of us. And the truth is always going to be the truth as, as God's ways, God's thoughts. That's the truth. It's not the truth that someone goes, look, even if I'm talking to you right now, I'm going, look, here's the truth. You have to get that rightly aligned with what, God's, what God is. You see, truth can be anything to anybody. And that's part of the problem of what's going on right now in this world, isn't it? Here's the facts. We just want the facts. No, these are the facts. These are the, you need to go by these facts. No, these are the facts. Which one are the facts? Well, the facts of God are the facts. His ways, the way he thinks, that, that's the facts. And it's, and it's hard. Now you've got to translate that into human words. No, yes, but we use the declarative voice, as Vicki said. We use our, our praying, and the Lord will fill our mouth with the facts. And that's what we share. And that, again, it can be difficult, but great grace is here. So that getting over that hump of whatever, that last piece of whatever, that, that sleepiness, that lethargic area that you have in your spirit, man, here it is. Let's, get, let's go. Let's get over it. Let's keep moving forward. We, we're, we're running out of time. At least that's how I feel. Okay. So verse 2. It says, for he says, and that's the word lego, I have heard that in a time, Kairos, accepted, and in the day of salvation, I have succored thee. Behold, now is the acceptable Kairos. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So, I mean, this is it, y'all. <laughs> the word secured, so secured, you guys probably know what that means. It means to aid or to relieve. And it actually um, goes back to a word which means to raise a cry or shout. Like, where did that come from, from this word? Um, so it means, you know, to call and to run. Well, who am I going to run to if they're calling me? Well, pretty much I only want to run to God if he's calling me. Unless someone's yelling fire and I'm in a building that's on fire, then I might run to that voice. Anyway, what we have going on in this, in, on the earth right now, in this Kairos moment, because I would like to say that this is a very unique time. Well, it is a unique time, but the Lord in the chronos of the whole wide world, we've had lots of Kairos moments that are kind of like what we're in. They may not be exact, but we've had those Kairos moments. And some of them we've just stepped right up to. You had a choice. And there was a moment in time where you had to decide if you were going to be a part of this diversity of tongues, this praying of tongues, this becoming a son of God. You had that choice. That was a Kairos moment. You maybe look on it now and go, oh, it was easy. Well, maybe it was easy for you, but there's some other people it wasn't easy for. And even some people that said yes are not here anymore. So... You have those Kairos moments all over in your life, but you even have them now. So, um, sorry. 
Um, so, so God is the one that's saying, I have heard you in a Kairos time that was accepted. I say, it says accepted. And in the day of salvation, have I, what did he do? He secured us. It says succored. How do you say that word? Succored. But it really is, this is the time that God's hearing what's going on. He's hearing, he's with you, and he's going to be crying out on our behalf as well. Well, we can say Jesus. I don't mean to be confusing, but you're with me. So, let's see, what else do I want to say? Timetable of God, yes. It's going to bring us the perfect day and the perfect hour of deliverance from whatever it is that we're in the midst of, whatever that Kairos moment is presenting. And we can say right now it's that five-letter word. You know what that is now. That five-letter word or that the, the losing of a freedom in, of our country or the world is on fire or, you know, whatever you want to pick right now. Earthquakes, my gosh. Storms are not as bad, but wow. I mean, there's lots of stuff going on. I mean, there's like an entire island in Greece. If you look on the map, there's the zoom.earth, great place to go, and click on fires, and you zoom in on that island in Greece, the whole thing is red. There's barely any space that's not red. That, that's how much on fire it is. That kind of stuff's going on everywhere. Those people, there's going to be people in that area that are sons of God, that are intercessors, that are understanding and learning what that means. What are they going through? Are they, are they thinking the, you know, the sky is falling, or are they interceding? We are going to intercede for all of our Kairos moments. We are going to be ready and see them and recognize them, which that's why I declared we are going to understand the timing of the Lord. He's going to give us what to say. He's going to give us what to pray. He's going to give you what to say in your Kairos moment. He's going to give it to you. We haven't even talked about any of that stuff, right? Okay, so let's keep going as best I can. So uh, verse 3, giving no offense. What? Giving no offense. What? <sighs> An occasion of stumbling. No, we're not going to be offended. And I say that, I think most of us have gotten a pretty good grip on being offended, but every now and again, I don't know. There it is. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to blame the Christian Church of Port St. John for fill in the blank or the Saints Network for, no. It just means that we're, we're walking in the, the purity of truth with the Father and, and nothing's going to blame God for what's going on by what we say and what we do. We're going to stand. And, you know, we got standing, we got prayer, we got declarative measure. That's where we're at right now. If we want to break it down into simplistic stuff, we're going to stand. We're going to pray, and we're going to declare. And that's a perfect fit to promise, sila, fulfillment. We're going to stand. That's the promise. God gives us what we need to stand. We will stand. We're going to pray. That's the sila. And then we're going to declare. That's going to be that place where the shifting happens from one kingdom, evil, to the kingdom of God. Well, this blame is the same kind of thing that the enemy tried to um, focus on Job. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was trying to say, okay, if you take the hedge away, you know, Job will partner with me. You know, you can blame him then for the downfall of whatever you're trying to do. Because, uh, you know, he's, he's doing the right thing because you're, you're protecting him. But he's really not that tough. So just uh, watch. See what happens. Watch. Right. And, and he'll be the blame for the downfall of what you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, an, that's another tactic of the enemy, not only to make us look that way like in the world, for instance, but sometimes even ourselves, we start to see stuff and we think, did I get that right? That, and then you think it's your fault. You find fault in something that you maybe had said or declared, even though God said to do that, because of what you see in the natural, instead of sticking with the spirit aspect of what God is bringing forth in all of us, right? And that, to me, again, sometimes that's just, that, can just, that can just be difficult. 
But we won't, we won't allow that to happen. We're not going to allow, you know, one of the definitions for blame is censure. We're not going to allow the spirit realm to censor, censor, censor what we're doing. Sometimes I don't get good at it. Right? They do that in, in uh, Congress if they don't like what's going on. They, they censor you. Yeah. No, we're not going to be canceled. That's not going to happen. Okay, so the word ministry is the word diaconia. Cornea? Oh, you know, koinonia concept there. Anyway, and, but the, it means to be an attendant or a servant. So you're, you're providing a service. Is it for the people? Well, if that's what God says you're serving, then yes. It, but really, we're serving, we're attending to God. We're being a waiter at his table, and he's telling us what to, what to bring to the table, and that's what we're doing. And that's all part of the definition of that word that I just said that I can't pronounce, ministry. So it's not what people, I know some people think, oh, look, we're supposed to be serving each other. I'll be your waiter. I'll get, well, if that's what God's asking you to do, that's exactly the aspect, but it's really serving God. It's not serving people. And that's sometimes hard for everyone to get. I want to serve, I want to serve, you know, it makes you feel good when you serve people. I'll be the first to admit. But we got to serve God in his purpose, in his kingdom purpose and what's happening. So, verse 4, but in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience and affliction, and we're going to start this whole long list of things. I wrote them all down on a separate sheet of paper. But I didn't look up all the words because we'd be here the rest of the morning doing that. But there is a lot that's happening in the scripture. This is something to go look at and study. But, you know, you have much patience, and that, that really means much hupomanes. I love you, Larry. <laughs> and much hupomeno, we understand that. In afflictions, necessities, distresses, stripes, that's like a wounding. Imprisonment imprisonments, and I find that word very fascinating. We're gonna, you guys are going to have to go look at that word. Tumults. This one was super interesting. One to underline uh, on your piece of paper, but that word goes back to hysteme. It actually roots back to the word hysteme. So when you're in a tumult, you're in an instable, an, an instable, unstable. unstable, thank you. I want to say instability. Of, of the histeme in the, in the region or the place or whatever. This can even be inside of you where God has histeme things. You're standing up on him. There you are. Oh, my goodness, what's going on? Yeah, I'm not feeling, I'm feeling confused. Oh, okay, it could be that you're in a tumult because there's a wrestling going on for the histeme. In labors, in watchings, and that is the word sleeplessness. And it doesn't mean that we're sleepless because we're thinking about stuff. It means sleeplessness because we're watching. We're on, we're on guard. And fastings, which we should be very familiar with right now, because <laughs> we've been doing a lot of that. And it goes on. Now, the word in, and like I said, by are the same word. And really, another word you can use with it is with. So you could say with afflictions, with necessities, all of these things are happening to us by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by love sincere, unfeigned is sincere, um, which means, obviously, that we're carrying on the purpose of God, the passionate purpose of God, in a real, invested manner. When you talk about someone being sincere, it's a real it's a real feeling, it's a real investment that they're giving forth when they're sincere. Um, by the word of, of truth, the word, the word is logos, and truth we know, aletheia. Man, is that so very important. By the power of God, by the dunamis of God, that's explosive power. All of these things, you can see how this all relates to today, by the way, can you not? By the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. And we, we, you know, I just talked about that, that the, right, the armor of righteousness will accomplish the will of God. It will accomplish the will of God. And this word armor is that second word, and I'm going to pull it over here. 
which goes back to hoplon, and that's the word panoplia, which is the full or complete armor. And then it lists what every piece is according to Scripture. Verse 7 is hoplon? Oh, that means it's in the last one. I'm sorry. I thought it was not hoplon. Oh. Okay, sorry. Thank you. So we're still in the instrument, the implement, the utensil, the tool for war, especially in an offensive war. But go ahead, please. And that's what the vision of righteousness is. It is a weapon. It really is, isn't because it? Because it, it carries within that vision the will of God. And once you have that vision, you know, once he shared that with you, it's like a dog with a bone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're, you're hanging with it until it comes to its fruition. Man, may we have that perseverance. I totally am with you. Oh, we do, because we have the armor of righteousness. Okay, and then it goes on to do the, the, the contrast between how the world sees us, or even how you see yourself, and how God actually sees you. You know, we, we're, we have honor, but people see that we are, are, have dishonor, that we're not esteemed in what we do. Definitely occurs, and we can even say that to ourselves. Deceivers and true. Here's the interesting part, right? The world, who's writing this is Paul. The world would have, would have looked at Paul and said, you're, you're just deceiving everybody. You used to be this guy. Now you're over here, you're just a big old deceiver. But no, Paul was speaking the truth. He had one of those Kairos moments, right? It was very poignant for him. Um, As unknown yet known. You know, honestly, in the big world of things, we pray and things happen. You look at stuff like, like the stuff that's going on in Arizona. Pastor Ron goes to Arizona with the group there. It's their terio. He partners with them, and suddenly they have more rain than they know what to do with, Right? What a season in the whole history of Arizona. Oh, wow. So this happens. This explosion from heaven happens. Does anybody know who Pastor Ron is? Does anybody know who Teresa is? And Really? No. They're unknown, honestly, but in the spirit. Go ahead. Yeah, I think this is talking, too, though, more about um, as being ignorant and not understanding. Which one? Unknown. Oh. Ag- agnoio. Okay. To be ignorant, not to err or sin through mistake. <clears throat> it's not the person is unknown as much as it is the con- the, the, ig- the person is not does not understand. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Vicky. That's two. Strike three, and I'm out. All right. So next we have as dying we live, and then we have chastened and not killed. Sorrowful yet always rejoicing. That's, a, that's another one to asterisk and go look at that. As poor but making many rich. Well, how does that happen if you're poor, poor in spirit? Oh, yeah. Got it. Having nothing yet possessing all things. That, that's God providing. That's the supply of the Lord. And we know that he's been doing that. And he will continue to do that. And I didn't mean to take that away. I mean, it, that could you could apply that to people that are ignorant of who people are. Well, that's true, but absolutely. So it's okay. I'm, you're you're right on the button. Right on the button. Okay. So, hmm. what else have I got to say? Because, like I said, we could look at every single one of these words. I think that's all I have to say right now. Now, nah, last scripture we know all about, right? We've read this 110 times. Well, 1,010 times. Lots of people like to quote it. Put on whole armor. Whole armor is the one word, and that's the word that I've been leading up to. Panoplia, which is, means the complete armor, the full armor of God. And so... We have all the, the words that go with it, all the, the pieces of the parts of the pieces of the armor. <laughs> Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And this is totally, totally, completely applies to today. Absolutely. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil in the evil day, and having done all to stand. And that, that's what I'm saying. Our first obligation is to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's a great order. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly, just as Vicky said at the beginning, to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, and therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. That reminds me of when I went to the embassy. We did a fivefold when I went to the embassy, didn't we? And I had all these things that I had to, that the Lord led me to declare, and I did it in the most improbable place. In my, the place that I was staying in, which was called, it, it was Hawaii. It was the, it was the stakes. They named all these areas and regions. So they have a house and they have little little rooms around the house. So the whole one area was the area of Hawaii. That's where I stayed. I know. They, I mean, they have them all after states. Ohio, they don't have an Alabama, I'm sorry. And they don't have a Florida. The embassy named them. I know, a boo. I don't know who named them, but that's what they named them, each region like that. So here's the, it was very funny to me because I was standing in the courtyard of the Hawaiian village, villa, that's what they call it, the villas. I was standing, in, and it was snowing. <laughs> and I had the piece of paper with the declarations. And it was night, because that's when God told me to do it. And I'm standing there, and I'm reading the declarations out loud. And the snow is making my piece of paper wet. <laughs> and I'm standing in Hawaii, and it's snowing. And I'm declaring the words of the Lord over that country. And I know one of them was truth. I remember that, that the truth of who God is would be known by the people. And I'm not saying that that has not happened or it is not happening. I don't know. But right now, the enemy is in a super wicked mode in that region right now. Well, you know what? I know people are like, why didn't they stand up and fight? I'm like, look, I don't know why the Afghan army did not stand up and fight. I'm not there, so I don't really know. But I do know that the Taliban don't fight fair, number one. They don't fight fair. If you're fighting against them, they'll go find your mom and dad and kill them. They'll go find your family or your village and wipe them out. They, they don't care. They don't fight fair. So if I'm an Afghan army guy, I might not want to do that. That's a big investment into my country. I have no idea. That's one thing I know. And uh, there's other stuff we don't have to talk about. But... Um, you know, the enemy is in a super wicked mode. <laughs> He's super wicked, wants to control your every thought, your every motion, your every anything. He's using every different thing in the world to make that happen. Governments, armies, you know, customs, all other kind of, not customs like I can come in the country, your customs, <laughs> all, all these different things to influence the world so that he's in control. And we are not going to stand for that. We are going to stand for God. And because this is, his, this is his footstool. Doesn't have anything, again, once again, really to do with how we feel. Doesn't uh, no pride in my country. I love my flag. I love my country. I, it has everything to do with what God wants to do in the earth. I'm glad he uses our country for a lot of different things. But it all has to do with what he wants to do here on this footstool. You must strengthen your armor. You must continue to work with the Father in every way. 
truth. You have to understand his will. And then, and then we can look at each piece of the armor, but remember, that's all enfolded in the seven spirits of God. We can assign the seven spirit to each piece of the armor. We, we partner with those winds. And in, in final saying, <laughs> Robin and I were talking about this. We've had these last two storms coming, right? They're, they're going to come here. They're going to come there. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone's going, like, who can predict the winds? Only God. He's the only one that can predict the wind. He's the one steering all the stuff that's going on, whether people want to believe it or not. Whether people understand that there is a sovereign God over all the earth or not, we know that it's him, and we know because of us, things definitely occur and manifest in the natural. And we're going to keep working in the spirit, and we'll let the manifest in the natural take care of itself. Amen. I'm done. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.